how do you care for yourself spiritually? You know, I can't wait to share four spiritual disciplines that can change how we care for ourselves and others and grow closer to God in the process. Don't go away. Today's Staying Real About Faith and Family begins in 30 seconds. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome to Staying Real About Faith and Family, where you can get real about life without resistance. I'm Linda Goldfarb, and each week, Heather Greer and I offer personal insight to encourage transparent living from a biblical viewpoint with practical applications. Staying real with the Holy Spirit's leading is what we're all about. We pray that today's episode blesses you. Let's go to Father. Father God, we just thank you for this day. Father, we give all things up to you, and we, we literally lay them at your feet, all that is said, all that is shared. Father, our thoughts, our motives, everything that we are about here, Lord, the whole aspect of staying real, Father, we want that to come through. Please use us in a mighty way today that those that are listening feel connected and really hear our heart, especially today. I'm, I'm sharing my heart. So, Father, I just pray that that is heard today, Lord, and give me clarity with my words. If there is anything that you do not want our listeners to walk away with, Father, we just pray that you wipe it from their memory so they don't recall it at all. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for this opportunity to be here. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, my friends, thank you so much for being here with us. And my co-host, Heather Greer, is taking a short sabbatical to care for a family member. So please continue to lift Heather to Father for wisdom, peace, and a refreshing as she ministers to her family. We certainly do look forward to her return as soon as the Lord deems it possible. I can't wait for her to get back, and I'm very glad that you're listening in. I pray that all you hear today will inspire you to hold on to your faith as you help your family navigate through real-life issues. Today's episode of Staying Real About Faith and Family offers four spiritual applications to help us walk closer to God. And I'm excited about today, and I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to make this real drawn out for you. I'm I believe that Father's going to have this nice and short and sweet, but concise and full of meat. We're going to say that, all right? In previous episodes, we have covered physical, emotional, and relational self-care. So today, we're going to wrap up this series with spiritual self-care to embrace relationships at a deeper level. And it's going to be embracing the relationships at a deeper level, but I'm not going to go extremely deep today. Yet, I do feel that it is important for us to look at the four outward spiritual disciplines of solitude, simplicity, submission, and service in order for us to gain a balance concerning our self-care. I'm going to talk just a little bit about solitude. And solitude, 
is not loneliness. That's not what solitude is. And according to Richard J. Foster in his book, Celebration of Discipline, solitude is more a state of mind and heart than it is a place. And we're going to talk a little bit about this. As we walk with Jesus and we're walking in his journey, we find right off the bat, Matthew 3.16, and Jesus was baptized. Immediately he went up from the water and behold, the heavens were opened to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove coming to rest on him. So in that moment when he was baptized and the spirit of God came to rest on Christ, something amazing happened. We read in Matthew 4 that the Holy Spirit immediately led him to the wilderness for 40 days. For 40 days, Jesus was in the wilderness. We're talking solitude here. This was a location when we talk about wilderness, but it truly was more of a state of mind as well, because Jesus was combating with the enemy. Satan was trying to get him to buy into his lies and mess with his mind. And the entire time, Jesus drew on what he knew from scripture. He drew on truth and he thwarted the enemy with truth. So it's that place in our mind where we know what truth is and we know how to come up against lies and how to come up against evil and how to come up against anything that wants to deter us from the path that God wants us to be on. So we look at that as a frame of mind reference. We also see that there are many times Jesus went off on his own. He went off by himself. Jesus often sought solitude. And when John the Baptist was killed, we read in Matthew 14, 13, that Jesus withdrew to a lonely place. The word lonely is used several times in scripture when it's talking about Jesus going off on his own. We also read it when the 12 returned from preaching, you know, when Jesus sent them off to preach and to heal. He instructed the 12 in Mark 6, 31, he instructed them, come away by yourselves to a lonely place. So they had been out working. They had been out preaching the gospel. They had been healing. They had been about the father's business. And when they came back, he said, come away by yourselves to a lonely place. And then we also read in Matthew 26, 36, that Jesus sought solitude in the Garden of Gethsemane. And before he was taken away, before he went to trial, before all of that happened, he went away by himself to be with the Father, to bear his soul, to really have that time of solitude. Do you ask yourself why? Why did Jesus seek solitude? He's all God. Certainly he would have the means to block everything out and just be in his own space. Yet being fully man, I believe that he's showing us 
that solitude is coming to a place of rest, coming to a place where we know life is going on around us, but we step back. We step out of that rat race. We step out of the goings on. We step out of the happenings so that we can focus solely on God's will, on God's way, on God's timing, so we can ponder the scriptures that we've learned and the scriptures that we meditate on and just have that moment of solitude, of being still and just being with Father. I believe that Jesus gained much consoling while he was with Father. He sought him. He spoke to him throughout the day. You know, it's it's kind of like us with our earthly daddies, the ones that we had good relationships with, that we would seek them out and we would seek them for wisdom. And Jesus did that with his Abba. He did that with his father. And he's showing us that we need to be doing that with our father, God, as well. Solitude is important. And it is a discipline. It is an outward discipline, something that we choose to do to take ourselves out of a certain place and put ourselves into an intentional place of solitude, quiet, and being with Father. I wonder, when you think of solitude, what state of mind brings you solitude? Do you have the means right now to step away from life's circumstance and to just kind of hold up for just a moment to be with God? I remember the story, and forgive me, I don't know all the details to it, just the simplicity of it, which is the mother who was in the house, had many children, but the children knew that if she flipped the apron over her head while she was sitting at the chair in the in the kitchen, that she was meeting with God and that they were not to disturb her. I wonder, my friends, do we take our spiritual growth, our spiritual self-care, do we take it seriously enough to flip that apron and to be intentional about stepping away gathering ourselves in a place of solitude to spend time with God. When we do that, our relationship with God can only flourish. Our understanding of ourselves can only grow. And because we are choosing that intentionally and understand that being by ourselves or set apart that we are also in that time to be interceding in prayer for others. There's so much that we can be doing during that time of solitude, seeking Father's face and asking Him what He desires of us during that time. So the one spiritual discipline is a discipline of solitude. I pray that this is something that you will seek There's so much information out there on spiritual disciplines. If you're curious, I'll provide a couple links in the show notes for you to find out more about that. The second spiritual discipline that we're looking at is simplicity. Simplicity. Imagine living a simple life. 
where you're not dependent on so many things that if something were to go wrong, if the power were to go out and you were living a simple life, you would already be prepared with candles and the means to, we'll be okay. We're going to move forward. We're not going to be caught off guard. We are living with simplicity. And when we live with simplicity, that also means that we live below our means. Well, Linda, what does that look like? What it looks like is if we make X amount of money, we spend less on our housing. We spend less on our extraneous, which would be, you know, entertainment. We'd be really frugal with the money that we have so that there is funds available at the end of the month. Now, my life has not always been that way. I was barely trying to get by as a single mom, very difficult, and just praying that Father would stretch my dime till the end of the month. And you probably can relate to that, or some of you can. And I know that when we have a little bit left over and we have the means to give something to others, it blesses us. We are absolutely blessed by that. When we can give something away to someone else, it is a huge blessing. And I believe that that's what Father wants us to see in our lives in the area of simplicity. Don't we, we really shouldn't be buying into having the best, the biggest, the latest, all of this. I tell you what, just think of it, right? The power goes out, something's, we have to go off the grid. None of that is going to matter. None of it. We read in Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And that means being okay with less. Less is okay. We don't have to have the most, the biggest, the best. And we also read further in verse 24, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money or God and mammon. Really, it's prioritizing. Are we going to be about stuff? Are we going to be about the Lord and about God and about what he wants us to be doing? This is not any type of a slam against having money or having a good income, not at all. But being able to look at downsizing, to be able to look at simplifying our life, it helps our children not to have the want, want, want. It also lets them know that when we can give stuff, it is so much better because we are blessed when we're able to give and I wonder, when you bring something into the house, do you have any kind of a rule? We have a, a rule of thumb here that if we bring something into the home, two things have to go out of the home. And whether that's clothing or whatever it is, I think it's a great rule of thumb if we can live by it. And it does help us to keep things downsized. I always seem to be continually downsizing. I don't know if that's an issue that you have. 
I find clutter drives me nuts. And I'm always going, I need to get rid of this. I need to get rid of this. I want to get rid of this. And you know what else I found is when I asked my children, you know what? I've saved this from when you were little. What do you want me to do with it? And they go, we don't want it. You could take a picture and send it to me, but we don't, we don't want it. We want minimal in our homes. And I think that that's a discipline. If we simplify our life, then we are satisfied with so much less. And it's such a beautiful thing, such a beautiful thing. Again, we read in scripture that God wants us to have a life of abundance. I can't imagine a more abundant life than living in such a way that if I could give more to others, it would be such a blessing for me. And that's what I believe I'm taking away from this discipline of simplicity. Then we have submission. And when we look at submission, I know a lot of people don't like this S word or being submissive, but submission is amazing. When we are submissive, when we have the discipline of submission, we actually have freedom. And we realize that everything isn't dependent on me. It's not dependent on what I accomplish. It's not dependent on what my agenda is. When we are submissive to Father, when we have that discipline of submission, we bow the knee. We are about the bigger good. We are about God's way over our way. And we read in Mark 8, 34, where Jesus says, and calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. That is submission. It is submitting to the will of God in our lives, to seeking him above and beyond all that we think we should be doing, we might be best at, probably would be our next step. It truly is seeking God first, submitting our will to his way, and asking him what he wants to do with us on a daily basis. Bowing the knee to God is like the best posture I can ever think of happening because Father God loves us beyond anything that we could ever hope for or imagine for in our lives. He loves us that much that when we submit to his will, his way, and his timing, we are in for an amazing life based on God's desire for us and his best for us. I didn't say it would always be an easy life, but it will be the life that God desires us to have. And can you imagine anything better than that? And then finally, the discipline of service. I don't know. For me, it's do more for others. How can I serve someone else? The best leaders that we ever have are servant leaders. They're leaders who will choose to do what they're asking their employees to do. They will choose to lead the way. They will choose to humble themselves. When we lead a family, 
in humility, when we are humble as we lead, we are serving. We, we want to know, how can I best serve? I say it, how can I best serve my husband? How can I come alongside him? How can I best serve my children? I'm not looking at a hierarchy here. I think it's, it's the heart. It's, I want to be about the father's business and, and I don't necessarily fully trust my own agenda. I want to be able to say, Lord, today, use me and ring me out. What, what do you, what do you want to do with me? And service is what Christ has called us to. We read in John 13, verses 12 through 15, and this is about Jesus. It's talking about Jesus. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do, just as I have done to you. My friends, do we wake up in the morning saying, Father, whose feet do you want me to wash today? I will quickly say to you, I don't wake up that way every day. I don't. I wish I did. You know, I wish that I had all of these disciplines and I could just check off those boxes because I'm that kind of gal, but I don't. But I know that that's the desire that Christ has for me is to walk in that way that when others are around me and they get to know me, they want to know him more because he is who I serve and how I walk out my life and how I prayerfully encourage my children and grandchildren and those who are with me to walk out their lives. I am not truth. I point to truth. Jesus Christ is truth. And if Jesus says this is how we are to be about his business, then I really can't say, yeah, let me think about it. Prayerfully, I come to Father and I say, help me today to walk in your way. Help me this day. So those are the four disciplines that I wanted to share with you today. Again, I'm not going deep, but it's looking at the discipline of solitude, simplicity, submission, and of service. How does God want you to walk this out in your life right now? What would he say to you in your quiet place? How is he speaking to you and saying, Oh, my child, today choose this and watch me as I work in and through your life. Today's thought consideration, teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may desire your will above all things. That truly is a great consideration for this day. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for stopping in and taking a listen. And if we happen to travel with you on your way to work or as you're commuting someplace, 
we pray that you have a blessed day and that you are blessed and renewed and encouraged and inspired also just to really seek truth in your day to day so that you can navigate real life with your family and talk to your kids, talk to your spouse, talk to your co-workers about what we discussed here today. Is there something that God would have you do that maybe you're not currently doing that would draw you closer to him, that would certainly help you care for yourself more spiritually, and in turn, also be more caring about others? Mm. I invite you, as Heather always does every week, and we invite you to join today's conversation by visiting stayingrealwithlinda.com and by joining us on Facebook. And we have more and more of you joining us in our Facebook group, Staying Real with Linda Goldfarb. Thank you so much, and thank you for your words of encouragement there. They, they mean so much to us. We greatly appreciate you. We do look forward to hearing from you. And if you enjoy what we are sharing with you, if it inspires you, we ask you to share it. And please go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. That way you won't miss any of the episodes. We'd love for you to give us a star rating or maybe write a review. Again, we love hearing from you. May Yahweh bless you and keep you in all that you do. Until next time, this is Linda Goldfarb, staying real about faith and family.